Welcome to Giant Cocktails, a podcast where two lifelong fans talk about the San Francisco Giants while drinking homemade cocktails. Now, here are your hosts, Ben and Matthew Henry. episode of Giant Cocktails. I am your host, Ben Henry, alongside my brother, the juvenescent Matthew Henry. How you doing, Matthew? Uh, just a second here. Juvenescent. Well, you gotta look this one up. You know, recently I've been doing some where you didn't have to look them up. Yeah, well, I... Just I, I have a feeling I know what it is, but you know I, I didn't you know because juvenile, juvenescent, feel like yeah, you yeah, are juvenile. I was, I was you right. are definitely juvenile. I am juvenile. I am yeah. not juvenescent. What uh, do you mean? I'm not young. You're not becoming younger. Or young in appearance. No, I am not. Uh, <laughs> uh, well, why not? Uh, because I'm old. Ah, mm -hmm. right. Well, you know, we live in the 21st century and the age of artificial intelligence. Yeah. Um, You know, I I think we're going to send people to the moon or to Mars. And I, I feel like I feel like we're on the cusp or should be on the cusp of having medications or treatments that can make you younger. Oh, yeah. I mean, there's yeah. Botox, and that's almost the same. Right, that's almost the same. Uh, almost the same. But but the reason I brought this up, Matthew, is because the San Francisco Giants... Are all on Botox. <laughs> or they need Botox. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, all of the San Francisco Giants... No, the San Francisco Giants, as a team, are getting younger. And not just because of Rule 5 draftee Blake Sable. No. And not just because of Joey Bart. Uh, and not just because of Cal Stevenson? <laughs> Brett Wisely? <laughs> you know, what other ugly guys did I... Uh, yeah, that's that's it. Yeah, no. Sean Manet, no, he's old. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Camilo's um, still young. Camilo's young. Camilo's young, but he's like two years. Oh, he's he's a he's like a veteran now, Matthew. He's like uh, yeah, yes. He, he's he and Logan Webb. One, there there are only two good players. <laughs> Sorry, my my apologies to all of the players who are actually somewhat decent, but they're the only good players who are actually under the age of thirty. Um. Yeah, but 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 anyway, the reason I bring it up is because yeah, we finally got young guys coming through the door. Like uh, I don't know if you know, but there's this guy named Casey Schmidt. Yeah, yeah, twenty four. Yeah. He's twenty four years old. That's right. That's right. There's this other guy named Patrick Bailey. Have you heard of this guy? I did. You heard of this kid? I did. Yeah, I, yeah. I've heard of him. Yeah. He's now uh, there's this kid named Ryan w- Walker. Wait a second. Yeah, Hang on. Walker. I'm just double. Yes. I'm just double checking my. Okay. No, no, no. It's not the name I'm worried about. Yeah, he's not exactly young though. Whoa, twenty-seven years old. Okay, barely that. Okay, well, it's younger than me <laughs> by a long shot. <laughs> by a long shot. Yes. <laughs> by a long shot. Uh, but anyway, that's why you're getting younger. The, the Giants are getting younger, Matthew. 
like suddenly out of yeah, nowhere which, which is interesting right i mean uh it seems like all of a sudden farhan and the front office just decided that uh they needed to pull some levers and hmm, i wonder why that is do you think it's because they sucked and all of the free agents that they signed these men over 30 sucked I'm I'm thinking that's probably why. That's probably why, right? <laughs> you know what though? I, I I'm be I sound mean and I sound bitter, but you know what? This is actually good news. This is good news. And quite honestly, I I tried to make this point last week, but I was really deep into my cups, and so I'm not sure I made it accurately. But but here's the thing. I think everybody gets it. Like I am not Team Farhan right now, right? Like I am not I'm not on that particular bandwagon. But here's the thing. The one thing that Farhan came here to do was to revitalize the farm system and create a system that was creating and producing young players who were productive at the major league level, but not only productive, just like Buster Posey, part owner wants, also stars and eventually future Hall of Famers, right? We need a farm system that is producing those things. Yes. And if Farhan Zaidi can start demonstrating that that's what he's been accomplishing, then you know what? All is forgiven. All is forgiven then, Ben, because we got guys that have been already contributing, Hall of Fame bound, Rookie of the Year candidates. Uh-huh. Right, right. Okay, so go, that's what we're going to talk go about Go into today. the playoffs. We're, we're going to talk about the youth movement. We're going to talk about the resurgent giants. I mean, yes. maybe they're just teasing us. Maybe this it, is it just... It is possible. It is. It's, po- <laughs> it's possible. It's, it, it almost seems likely. But you know what? If a large part of that resurgence is coming from the young guys, then maybe it isn't. Uh, and that's what we're going to talk about today. Those are the two big points that we're going to cover today. But before we do that, I have a question for you. Okay. Are you ready? I'm ready. All right. Matthew? Yes. Is age just a number? No. <laughs> wait, 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 what? What? I mean, no, that's not I mean, the answer you were supposed to give. If you're young, you're young. If you're old, you're old. You know, I... I <laughs> I mean, and what am I? I what tell am you I? that like a number, it's just a number and that how you feel doesn't matter, like how old you are. Like I get out of bed and my back hurts and my, my, my I have a, I have a pain in my Achilles tendon since like 1998. You know, it's just, uh, it, there's, <laughs> I, I, I went running the other day and now I got like a strained hamstring and, mm. And, mm-hmm. you know, so and, and then, you know, back in the day when I was young, I would heal up like with just a matter of a couple of days and I just go back out. And now I'm like icing and massaging and actually contemplating chiropractic care because, you know, I, I can't, you know, just mm. function on my own anymore. So, mm-hmm. no, age isn't just a number. It's like, you know, it's legit. If you're younger, you're more vibrant, you're stronger, you're yeah, you're old like me or wow. like, you know, half the giants. Then yeah, that is it's, not. <laughs> it's a problem. That's not the answer I was looking for, my man. Because you know what? Like I'm at that age now where I'm like kind of moving on. Like I'm I'm middle aged. There's just no. There's I can't even mm-hmm. pretend anymore. Like yeah. I can't even pretend that I'm almost middle aged. No, because there's you know there's lots of there's 94 just... year olds out there. <laughs> that's right. 
yeah, yeah. But 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 I'm and I'm kind of like getting to that point where like I'm I'm just like ooh. When I say that number out loud, it just sounds old, right? You know how it is. You know when I get to your age, and um, and 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 that's not that's not what I was looking for. That that's not that's not great. So age is not just a number. I will tell you this though. There there is a fine line because like yes. There is that part of your life where your body can do whatever it wants or it heals really quickly. Although, you know, Matthew, I blew up my hamstring when I was 17 years old, and it's never been the same. Yeah. So, well, there are, there are some injuries that you just don't come yeah, back from. Yeah, well, yeah, I never came back from that. That was It's all been, that's that ruined my life, blowing out my hamstring <laughs> there in, in, uh, at SoCal High Track. And it ended in, your in, Olympic aspirations. That's right, in 1994. Uh, well, anyway, uh, today is Sunday, May 21st, as we record this podcast. Sunday, wind day. Woo! <laughs> Sunday, wind day. That's right. The San Francisco Giants went five and one this week, folks. Against, they, they won three in a row against the Philadelphia Phillies. And I got to say, the Phillies were a team that looked good, but wasn't, isn't. Yeah. Right. Like they have a good record, but their run differential is crap. Like, but here's the thing. The Giants took care of business. Right. Last week, they couldn't handle the Washington Nationals. This week, they beat the Philadelphia Phillies. I think which all goes to show that we don't really know what the San Francisco Giants team is and can do. Right. It can do real good. It can do real bad. (laughs) But this week it did real good. It swept the Philadelphia Phillies and then it won two out of three against the Miami Marlins, who are actually a much better team than the team that the Giants faced in Miami and lost two out of three to, right? This yeah. is a team that had been getting better, and I think still, although I might be wrong, has a has a hold on the third wildcard spot in the standings as we record this podcast. So anyway, this was a team, a really important team that the Giants wanted to take down, right? Because this is a team in their way for the wildcard spot. So a fantastic week, five and one. That leaves the Giants. Uh, well, let's see. They are, they are in third place. Man, man, they're still four and a half games behind the Arizona Diamondbacks. How is that? Like, I don't even. Okay, here's the thing. You know what, Farhan Zaidi? The Arizona Diamondbacks are still a better organization than the San Francisco than the San Francisco Giants. That is not okay. That is definitely not okay. Let's, let's wait till the end of the season to make that declaration, though. All right, all right, that's fine. But they have a po- they have a positive run differential, unlike the San Francisco Giants. Mm-hmm. That being said, the San Francisco Giants are in third place. The Padres are gonna Padre. No, Bob, that's no, Bob. That that ended that ended last year, right? The, the Padres they made it to the playoffs. They beat the Dodgers in the playoffs. They they they. They're the one of the best two teams in the National League. That's what everybody said. It's the Mets and the Padres. That's they're right. the they class spent all that of the money, National Bob. League. You know they are yeah. one of the best teams in the National Bob, League. Bob, you're clearly wrong. Because like, look here in the standings, it clearly says that the Padres are twenty-one and twenty-six, <laughs> seven and a half games out. In four. Whoa, Bob. <laughs> Bob, you're right. The Padres are gonna Padre. <laughs> <laughs> They're padring right now. <laughs> oh, two and eight in their last ten games. Oh, oh, you know that's that's beautiful news. That's beautiful news, my friend. Uh, well, so anyway, the San Francisco Giants are ahead of them in third place in the in the NL West, six games out of first place. Mm, that's not so good. 
Um, but in the wild card spot, you know what, Bob? They're only two games out of the third wild card spot, and they just knocked the Miami Marlins out of that third spot and allowed the New York Mets to sneak in. I mean, I don't know what to say, Bob. This San Francisco Giants team, it's an enigma. It's good. It's bad. It's mediocre. It's all of the above. I wonder how Carlos Correa is doing these days. <laughs> are we still doing that? Are we still what, gonna... but Are we still doing that? Yeah. I... Yes, Matthew, we're still doing that. <laughs> we're still doing that. All right. All right. But remember, last week I said it's not just about Carlos Correa. Now we have the Wobegons. That's right, the Wobegons. The Wobegons. Michael Conforto and Mitch Hanniger. And Mitch Hanniger, because, you know, Carlos Correa was not having a good season, but neither were Carlos, sorry, uh, Michael Conforto and Mitch Hanniger. They were also sucking. And, And, you know, it's fun to make fun of Carlos Correa, but not when your two free agents that you actually did get also suck. They don't suck anymore, though, Ben. That's right. They don't. Because last week, Michael Conforto started to get hot. And you know what? He's stayed hot. In his last seven games, he's hit 333 with a 345 on-base percentage and a 593 slugging percentage, which includes two home runs. So keep it up, Michael Conforto. I might remember your name (laughs) if you keep doing that. Oh, Um, and then then there's Mitch. Then there's Mitch. In his last seven games, his batting average is... Okay, you and I have a disagreement over this. The sources that I go to say he's hitting 250 with an on-base percentage of 250 uh, yeah. and a slugging percentage of 292. Is That's that what your sources say? Well, I was looking at the Giants stats page, and it said he had he was hitting 300. So, uh, I don't know. I, I guess, I guess uh, he's hitting 250. But that's still better than Carlos Correa. Is it, though? A little bit. Over is it for the last seven days? Let's double check. Where's what's Carlos doing for the last seven days? <gasps> it is better. Oh, whoa. But Carlos is above two hundred for the last seven days. He's got he's hitting two forty and his on base percent oh Matthew. Uh, his on base percentage is pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. I I have a feeling that Carlos is about to break out. It, it, this is what these stats like. He's walked seven times. Uh he didn't even hit any home runs this week. But he did hit 240. It looks like Carlos is finally coming out of it. Um, but you know what? He's still no Casey Schmidt. You no. Know? Still no and, Casey uh, Schmidt. And, and Conforto and Hanniger are both as good or better than him. You know, I mean, Hanniger wasn't totally pathetic this week. His first week as a giant where he wasn't totally pathetic. Yeah, yeah I'm going to go back to that he's no Casey Schmidt because that's a good point. If Carlos Correa is a giant, giant we probably don't see Casey Schmidt this year. Yeah, we probably don't. He probably doesn't come up to give the Giants a shot in the arm. And the Giants are probably worse. I mean, if he's hitting like this, which there's no reason to believe that he would be better, the Giants would be a worse team right now with Carlos Correa. Worse than they are now. But you know what? They probably have more fans in the stands booing. (laughs) You know? They probably have more money. They would have probably made more money in in ticket sales. Than they did so far this year. So as a fan, I I guess I'm glad because Casey Schmidt is here and Carlos Correa isn't. But as a businessman, I guess it's not so great. I don't know. I don't know. Well, anyway, Matthew, that is a question. 
Which brings well, I, us... I, I think the point what? is that we don't really miss Carlos Correa at this point. No, we don't. And maybe we should put the the Wobegons uh, to bed. Or maybe we should kick Carlos Correa off the Wobegons team. I think so. You know, maybe we have to kick Michael Conforto off the Wobegons team, too. And we have to put Ross Stripling and Sean Manea on there. <laughs> well, that's true. They are definitely Wobegons. <laughs> Mitch Hanniger has not earned his way off this team no, yet. No, he's, he's like an average begone, maybe right now. But <laughs> an, we'll an average begone. <laughs> nice. I like it. Average All right, well, begone. I think it's time for our trivia question. It is time for the trivia question. That is what I was trying to say. Okay. And I've got a question for you. Do it. So today... Patrick Bailey, who we will talk about later, hit his first major league home run as uh, as a catcher for the Giants. Woohoo! Yeah. So my question to you is, mm-hmm. who was the last rookie catcher to hit a home run for the San Francisco Giants? And I know you're thinking it, so let's just go ahead and say it. Well, I know what you want me to say, and I'm not going to say it because that's obviously the wrong answer. Well, first of all, Travis Ishikawa isn't a catcher. <laughs> Travis Ishikawa was never a catcher, and I don't usually... Rickard Fanaita wasn't a catcher. Rickard Fanaita wasn't a catcher either. Uh, I should start saying Travis Ishikawa. You know what? Travis Ishikawa hit one of the most important San Francisco Giants home runs in history. Absolutely. Yeah, he doesn't so, get enough love. Uh, he needs you know, to come back to Oracle like like every year so we can he, give him a He needs to reason. milk that. He does. Travis, he does. come back. You need to milk it, buddy. Um, well, I know you want me to say Buster Posey, but that's obviously not Buster Posey. This is Joey Bart. Okay. All right. Mm-hmm. Joey Bart. That's a good que- That's a good guess. We will, we will mm-hmm. see what the answer is at mm-hmm. the end of the episode. All right. Enough with the banter. Let's talk cocktails. Oh, Bart. I mean, oh, Bob. Bart, Bob, whatever. Bob, Bart, Bob. We've only been working with him for three years now. He can't get his name right. <laughs> you know what? I don't like him. <laughs> I don't get paid enough for this. <laughs> you get paid exactly what you you ask for. All right. Hit me with a question, Bob. What are you drinking, Matthew? Well, today I am drinking uh, lunch, Bob. I'm drinking a banana, peanut butter, and jelly. Uh, or PB and J, as the kids like to say, and uh, this this cocktail harkens back to my childhood, or last week in my office, uh, <laughs> where you when you had your uh, peanut butter and jelly sandwiches uh, for lunch, and so this cocktail has one and a half ounces of peanut butter whiskey, a quarter ounce ounces of banana liqueur, one ounce of lemon juice three-quarter ounces of orgeat syrup, or ogre eats, as Ben likes to say, mm-hmm. one bar spoon full of strawberry preserves, and one egg white. And you put all those in a cocktail shaker. You shake them up without ice. It's called a dry shake uh, to get that egg all going. And then you add some ice, and you shake it for about 10 to 12 seconds until it's well chilled, and you double strain it into a coupe glass. And then you wait for the foam from the eggs to rise to the top, and then you dust it on top with a little bit of freeze-dried strawberry dust. And there you have it, your banana PB&J. Yeah, Ben. I'm drinking dessert tonight. So what are you going to do about that? 
Well, I think you forgot a step. You then uh, you heat your oven to 375 degrees, and you put that in there for 15 minutes <laughs> until the, and then you, it's it's done when a toothpick sticking to it comes out clean. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Uh, but um, it is a tasty dessert cocktail. We haven't done dessert cocktails. If you'd like to learn more about that, you can go and listen to Thursday's uh, Happy Hour episode. That's right. On Thursday, I also talked about a dessert cocktail. Bob, hit me. What are you drinking, Ben? Well, thank you for asking, Bob. That's very kind of you. This week, Bob, I am drinking a Porto Flip. You can hear all about my descriptions of the Porto Flip and why I chose it. It's because I was hangry. I, I chose it because I was hangry. Um, uh, and, and I broke my diet on this. So if you want to hear more about that, you listen to last Thursday's show, as Matthew said. Uh, but what's in it? Well, it's got one and three quarters ounces of ruby port. I didn't actually use a ruby port. I used a dessert wine from uh, Sonoma County. Uh, and then to that, you add one ounce of cognac or brandy, one ounce of heavy cream, a whole egg, because this is a flip, folks. Don't worry. You can do it. I mean, you know, maybe you want to use a pasteurized one or whatever, whatever, whatever lawyers need us to say to be safe. You know, raw eggs can kill you, folks. What do you want from me? Uh, and then you add one and a half teaspoons of fine gran- extra fine granulated sugar. Uh, you put all of that into a shaker without ice. You do you shake that vigorously in what is called a dry shake. Uh, and then you add ice to that same shaker and shake again for 10 to 12 seconds. You strain that into a cocktail glass. You let that sit for a moment as the foamy head forms. And then you're going to drizzle a little bit of yellow chartreuse over that with a bar spoon. And then you're going to grate a whole nutmeg over the top of it. But just lightly, just a little bit. Don't overpower this with the nutmeg. And that is how you make a Porto Flip. And that's what I'm drinking, Bob. Mmm. That's a tasty cocktail. It is a tasty cocktail, Bob. It's a cocktail um, for old people, you know. And, you know, but so therefore, Bob, you know what it's not for? You know who it's not for? That would be a no. About like one sixteenth of the San Francisco Giants. <laughs> but you know what? That's that's a sixteenth more than last week, Matthew. That's right. That's right. The youth movement is on us, Ben. The youth movement has begun. We so yeah. So last week, right? Casey Schmidt on the scene, right? Hitting home runs, throwing like a thousand miles an hour, thousand yeah. miles per hour. Yes. Yeah. Every time he throws the ball, uh, you know, the, the, Dave Fleming can't he can't help himself but say, well, "That's the hardest ball I've ever seen thrown," right? Or, or maybe it's John Miller, or or or, or maybe it's you know it's uh, who who Rizzo 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 Joe Rizzo Joe Rizzo yeah. Uh, maybe it's him, but but everybody loves how hard Casey Schmidt throws the ball, right? And then and then Matthew, then we have this other guy, this this Patrick Bailey, Bart Joey Bart uh, hurts his groin. Uh, and, and maybe I I think is that code for hasn't hit any home runs, Matthew? <laughs> I think so. First of all, I just want to know. I just want to know is is that like a synonym for hasn't hit any home runs? Is like strained groin. <laughs> do, do you think Joey really has a strained groin or do you think he just hasn't hit any home runs? 
you know, with the Giants, you could go either way. I mean, I think they've been known to take liberal use of the IL when it benefits them. Right. Uh, and, you know, Bart hasn't hit a home run this year. That's right. Not something that Patrick Bailey can say. That's right, because Patrick Bailey, who made his major league debut by entering the game as a defensive replacement on Friday, right? Yes. Uh, and then had his first major league hit, major league hit on Saturday, and then hit his first major league home run today. Yeah, now he has one home run, uh, uh, which is an infinite number more than Pat, than uh, than Joey Bart, or or, 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 or just one, one more, one, one more. more. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Sorry, I'm not good at math. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, so that's Patrick Bailey has shown up and, and, you know, I mean, do do you think there's a possibility that Joey Bart could be Wally pipped here by Patrick Bailey? See, so one, one side of me says no, because would the Giants really go through a whole year with two rookie catchers? Of course they would. What are you talking about? Exactly. But then <laughs> the, the other side of me says, this is the Giants. And of course they would, because they're hitting. Right. right. They don't and care. They don't care about they don't they, they all they care about is framing and hitting. They don't care about blocking the ball despite what Gabe Kapler says. <laughs> we want them to be perfect, but perfect is very hard to do. But we still want them to be perfect. But we want them to be perfect. So we want them to block every ball and frame every pitch even though doing both of those is difficult. And then while they do that, we want them to throw out every every That's right. And we want them to hit 70 home runs. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I I. mean, I'm a Joey Bart fan, as I confessed recently. Like, I'm a Joey Bart fan. <sighs> but let's, and, I mean, we could both be fans, but let's be real. He's been okay. He's been better than the Joey Bart that we've seen over the last couple of years. But then you bring up someone like Patrick Bailey, who is the reigning minor league gold glover at catcher who hits, who switch hits and today hit a home run right-handed, which is supposed to be his weak side. And that was a sweet swing. Oh man. He just nailed that ball. And, and so all, which is something we can't say about Bart. Bart has not had too many hard hit balls uh, this year. And and so if you've got someone that is comparable to Bart defensively and can hold his own offensively, uh, and he's also someone that Farhan Zaidi's regime has the one that drafted him. Uh, and oh, Bart you think is this not. is about Farhan's ego? Well, I, I think you have to factor that in a little bit. I, I think all things being equal, yes, I think that they're going to go with their guy, don't you think? Right. I would like to think that they would go with the guy who's going to give them the best chance to win. That's what I would like to think. And I think that's probably true in this case. Yeah, right? Um, And no, and I I think, I mean, I think the points that you make about his defensive side of the ball is the most accurate, is the most telling, because that's where Bart has excelled, especially when compared to Sable. Oh, yeah. Right? But I think what what kind of like makes me what surprises me is is that we're talking about now this being Patrick Bailey and Blake Sable, not Patrick Bailey and Joey Bart, right? 
Right. And, and I think a big part of that is is that the fact that Bailey's weaker side is is uh, well, no, the, the, his weaker side is the right side, right? So like he should replace Sable. But the problem is, is that what do they do with Sable then? Right? They either leave him in the outfield, or they have to get rid of him. And so I think all of those things combined. Well, fa- I think you can't you can't take the catcher's position and factor in the the platoon things like you would like maybe first base or an outfield because catchers need time off no matter what, right? I mean, it's a grueling position. And so Sable's going to play just, you know, like this week he's played in sure. three games, eight at bats, had four hits and eight at bats. Yeah. So in that kind of role, he's fine. You know, and yeah, and, so well, and, and he's better than Joey Bart being in that role is what you're saying. Yes, I, I think. Well, yeah. offensively, certainly he has so far. Yeah, right. Right. And uh, I want to say no. I want to say that's the dumb decision. But, you know, I'm. I don't know. I'm torn about this. I'm torn about this. Patrick Bailey is ready for the major leagues. That's what the Giants said. They said that's why they called him up. They didn't call him up just because they did a spot. Yeah. Got hurt because if they did, they would have called up Genevis, right? Or um, Genevis, yeah. Genevis, Geno- yeah. Genevis, yeah. They would have called him up, right? If Bailey wasn't ready, so they called Bailey up because he was ready, and and there was an opening. Um, I don't know, like. I, I just still have a really hard time with the with them choosing Blake Sable over Joey Bart as as their backup catcher. Um, particularly since I think Joey Bart does pair with Patrick Bailey quite nicely. But, you know, given the fact that the Giants organization cares more about hitting hitting than they do about defense, and they feel like that Sable is really good at the one thing that they want their catchers to be good at. Because even though Kapler does say they want them to be perfect, I mean, obviously, right? You want you want a Hall of Famer player at every position. No, you know, obviously. Yeah. But it's clear that the Giants care more about framing than they do about blocking and throwing. Right? For whatever yes. reason, that's what they care more about. And that probably plays into what they think about pitching. Right? Um. And so they want to steal strikes. They want to have the ability to have their pitchers throw around the edges and get strikes um, rather than, you know, try to get player to, hitters to, to swing and miss at balls out of the strike zone. And that's a big part of why they, they value framing. And so and that's the one thing that Sable seems to actually be good at. You know, yeah. Joey Bart's very good at it, too, but Sable's a better hitter. So yeah, and l- let's talk about that, because I think if you look at their record or their their stats to date, Sable's batting 277, Joey Bart 231. Sable has a 333 on base, Joey Bart has a 286 on base. Blake Sable has a 468 slugging, Joey Bart has a 295 slugging. All right, Joey Bart has hit zero home runs, Blake Sable has hit five. Okay, so we could talk about this defensive liabilities all you want, but if he's playing, and Blake Sable plays another position besides catcher. So if he could play the outfield and DH and catch, and then you got someone like like uh, like Patrick Bailey who can at least hold his own offensively, and it's early, so we don't know if he's going to hit that rookie struggling section. But uh, so far, he's looked fine, and defensively, he's looked excellent. Then why would they bring back someone like Joey Bart? Okay, here's here's 
I think for the San Francisco Giants, having Patrick Bailey, if he's ready for the major leagues, as your number one catcher and Blake Sable is this flexible backup, then yes, that's the arrangement the Giants should go with. But you will never get me to say that Sable is a better catcher on whole than Joey Bart. That's BS. That's just, that's just, that no. I'm just not going to agree to that. That's just no. Blake Sable's a bad catcher. He's a bad catcher. He's better than Joey Bart. <laughs> I mean, I, yeah, if, yeah, if all you care about is hitting, you know, sure. Giants fans dig the long ball. <laughs> Giants fans dig the long ball. But I do think that, like, if Patrick Bailey's your guy and he's your number one, then I can see, and you're Farhan Zaidi and Gabe Kapler, then I can see why you like Blake Sable better, right? Because Blake Sable does the one thing that you care about, which is framing. He can't throw guys out. He misses a lot of wild pitches. He has a lot of catcher's interferences. He's going to have a lot of pass balls. But you don't care about those things. And if he's not playing every day, you know what? Ben's going to care less about those as well, right? And I like the fact that he can play left field. So, sure. Okay, and ben, fine. We've already gone through this. He's not as bad a defensive player as you're making him out to be. Okay. Uh, I mean, crap. yeah, he's had some of the, the catcher's appearance. He's crap. We can all see he's crap. He's a crap catcher. Most major league, nobody would start Blake Sable. No major league team would start Blake Sable as their number one catcher. He's crap when you compare him. I would say to... a third of the teams would start Blake Sable as their number one catcher, Ben. Mm, I don't. I don't agree. I don't agree, but okay, I do a quarter agree. of the teams. I, <laughs> okay, there's no. some really bad catchers out there, but I think there's, right. I, I don't even think the Giants would do that. I don't even think the Giants would make Blake Sable their number one catcher uh, because they haven't. But I do agree that these are the three guys, and and if you're going to choose Bailey and Sable, then I agree with that choice. And and that probably means, you know, not just, I mean, one, the contractual situation really helps, right? Because if you give up Sable, you have to give him up permanently. You can right. send Right, so they want to keep him this year. So that, that factors in, that that's matters. If they want right. to keep no, a I good totally player matters. in their system and Bart has an option, then Bart is the guy out. Right. Well, but all of this is obvious. All of this is because Bailey is, I mean, granted, we've only seen him for three days, but... So far, so good. <laughs> right? That's right. That's right. So, so Bailey, Bailey, I'm going to lock him in. I'm going to say he never goes back down. All right. So, Bart is Wally Pipped. B- Bart is Wally Pipped. Yes. Okay. So, now we got to talk about this Ryan Walker kid, right? He's 23 years old. 27 He's years old. He's like, what? What did He's you say? 27 years old. Oh, that's right. He's 27 years old. Yeah. I mean, he was drafted in like the 800th round or whatever. <laughs> But, right, right, 17 but years ago, right? he's got this, like, funky delivery where he starts out on the third base side of the rubber and throws, like, three-quarter, like, like angle. And so if you're a right-handed batter in there, th- that ball's coming at your ear, you know? And so he's okay. an uncomfortable at bat. Well, he's and... an uncomfortable at, sure, I get it, I get it. But what's he been doing for the last three years? Like, is he really good? I don't really give good? a crap what he's been doing. He could be visiting Disneyland for all I care. But right now, he's better than Ross Stripling. Well, I mean, I'm better than Ross Stripling right now. Okay, but, you know, so it's not his fault that he's the next guy up, but he's an improvement over what we had. Okay, so, but here's my question. Is he really, uh, uh, so is he just having two good months at the minor leagues? Is, like, is he going to come up and he's going to be, like... No, I I don't, you know, relief pitching is such a fickle thing. Like, who knows? 
Who knows? But right now, I'm glad that they're giving this guy a shot because he locks into a spot that can give you high leverage innings where, you know, Manea and Stripling were just this undefined role in the bullpen that was really hurting, like, all the, the you know, how you could lay out a game. And so this guy gives you another another arm that can come in in mm. a late innings and get outs. And that's what the Giants needed. So I'm really glad to see that they've they brought in someone like that uh, and not like bringing in Sean Jelly or someone you know oh. that that we've seen. F- fair enough, fair enough. But so, so I want to know. I mean, I guess my question though it is is like, like what do you want, Ben? What do you want? What do I want? Yeah, what do you want out of your relievers that come up from the from? from I the want minors? a Camilo Doval every, every year, year, Matthew. <laughs> I want a Camilo coming up. Yeah, every and I want a million dollars in my bank account every year. Can we? What do you're that saying too? that's too much to ask? I think that's too much to ask. It's if we had like a John Brebbia every year, <laughs> then that that would actually be oh, enough. God, you know that guy is so weird. Have if you, we had and and I, it pains me to say this. If we had a Tyler Rogers every year, oh yeah, that would be amazing. I want a okay, okay, yeah. I want a Camilo Rod. I want a, a, a Tyler Rogers. <laughs> Camilo every, Rogers. Yes, I want a Camilo <laughs> Rogers every year. I want a Tyler Rogers every other year, and I want a Camilo every other year. All right, well, me, this could be your Tyler Rogers. He's got give this me eight of those guys. He's got this guy. You know, so I I think that he could uh, play a significant role. Uh, this right. year. All right. Well, I I do agree with one thing because like so the Ross the so the position the spot that he took right Joey Bart hurt his groin, uh and and so that's why Patrick Bailey came on board right. Yep. Yep. And then and then Ryan Walker came on board for Ross Stripling because Ross Stripling has a strained back and I'm putting air quotes around strained. <laughs> Well, there, there were lots of strains this week. There were a lot of strains. I mean, I guess we should talk about what happened to the roster spot, uh, how how they did this in the rosters. That was me who made that large banging noise, by the way. I apologize. So, so, so Joey Bart hurt his groin. Maybe he really did. Maybe he really didn't. We don't know. But but that's why that's why Patrick Bailey came came to the major league roster. Um, and. And then Ryan Walker came up because Ross Stripling went onto the IL with a strained back. But both of these guys, they're not on the 60-day list, so that doesn't clear up. And neither of these guys were on the 40-man roster, right? Both Walker and Bailey were not on the 40-man roster. So how did they make room for that? Elliot Ramos got a strain. Yeah, that's right. He got a strained oblique, and they put Ramos on the 60-day IL. Do you think that's a real strain? And do you think we see Heliot Ramos ever again in a Giants uniform? I think it was a convenient strain. And no, I don't think we see Heliot Ramos ever in a Giants Agreed. uniform. Agreed. He was a never will be two years ago. And I think that they probably just bought themselves some time to maybe trade him or, you know, try to figure out <laughs> a way to, to get something. Him. Nobody's going to trade for him. Nobody's I mean, going to trade They might get cash. Like a they might get cash or, for him. Yeah, maybe. maybe they yeah. might get cash. And speaking of that, how did they make room on the other roster spot? Uh, they DFA'd good old Cal Stevenson. And thank God for that. <laughs> there is their link to the 2023 Oakland A's, Cal Stevenson. You do not want to be linked to the 2023 A's. 
<laughs> and the Giants were, they probably listened to our podcast and they were like, oh, crap. You're right, Ben. That was really stupid. No, and I get it. The A's are really bad mostly because of their starting pitching, right? But still, you don't want that stank on you. You do not want the 2023 Oakland A's stank on your team. No. And 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 that's what Cal Stevenson was. He was that stank. Uh, but all of that is part of a broader youth movement. Matthew, because things did happen also at the lower levels. Well, it became this like domino effect of, of right. just this huge movement. We haven't seen this type of movement in the minor leagues since. We, I mean, I can't remember before the before I mean, Farhan. Before Farhan, for sure. And so we saw we saw Luis Matos uh, being promoted to AAA Sacramento, which is a big deal. That's because huge. he's on the forty man. That's right. Because and, that means know, we when could you're on the forty man with the Giants. They they use you. We could see Luis Matos this year. Which is and crazy. What I, I heard, I heard, I heard uh, from Jeff Young, who is uh, around the Foghorn Rider, heard him on KMBR today. He mentioned that Luis Matos is the youngest player in the Pacific Coast League. Wow. And, and you know what, though? I mean, those are the guys that become Hall of Famers, right? Yeah. The guy, yeah. The guy who gets called up as a rookie when he's 25? I'm sorry. Like, I'm sure you can find a Hall of Famer that, done that, that did that. But those aren't the guys, right? The guys that are like the superstar players are the ones that rocket through the minor leagues and come up at a very young age, right? If they're college players, they do a they have a cup of coffee at at the at you know at all the levels, if that, right? Buster Posey, yes. for example, right? Yeah, uh, Tim Lincecum, right? Or you know, they come up if they, you know, if they're if they're a Latin player or a foreign player and they didn't go through the college system, they 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 spend a long time there, but they come up very young if they're these superstars. Right? Soto. Yeah. Yeah. You know, et cetera, et cetera. And and to see somebody like Matos being at the AAA level at the age that he is, is first of all, like totally surprising to me. This is just not what Farhan Zaidi's regime has done. And and maybe they did it because the players just weren't good enough, right? I, I I guess I hope that's the reason. I mean I don't know. There's no good. There's no good news there, right? Like the fact that the Giants haven't produced a player like this in the last five years, none of the reasons are good. But it feels like finally this has happened. Finally, we're seeing some of Farhan's guys rocket through the organization, and. And and finally seeing these high quality minor league players appear at the major league level or get right on the cusp of appearing at the major league level. And you know what? Like you hear all these guys, these writers and 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 other people even that are part of these teams saying like it's hard to create a Hall of Famer and it's hard to create all stars. But here's the thing. Hall of Famers are always playing and they're always coming up. Right. Like Farhan better be producing all stars. He better pre- be producing a Hall of Famer because yeah. we ex- they have to happen and they will happen. They're happening all the time. Right. Every Hall of Famer has his first major league at bat. And if you aren't producing at least one every 10 years, then you're doing something wrong. And the last one that the Giants produced. Maybe Buster Posey. Like it's well, past due. You're past due. 
Well, let me give you some reasons to be excited about Luis Matos and why it's important that he's in AAA. So last year he did have, I think he had some injury issues, but uh, his his minor league, through his minor league career, his career uh, walk to strikeout ratio has been two strikeout, more than two strikeouts for every one walk. You know, so he last year, for example, he had 65 strikeouts to 27 walks for an on-base percentage of 275, which is not uh, the Giants aren't interested in that. That's not what gets you moved up. No, they they challenged him this year to be more disciplined at the plate. And this year, he has had 17 walks and 12 strikeouts uh, in in 115 at bats for a 398 on base percentage. And and then when he got to uh to Sacramento, so in in Richmond he hit 304 with a 398 on base. In his first 5 games uh, in Sacramento, he's hitting 409 with a 435 on base percentage. He's hit two home runs since he's come to Sacramento in his first 5 games. The guy is on fire and uh so it would not be a shocker to me to see him come up at some point, maybe even sooner, and maybe, you know, I you know the injuries, makes, all that. I don't it know. Makes but makes me wonder how Holden Mahaniger is doing. Yeah, well, yeah, Holden Mahaniger might have a a, a strain, a, a, a groin strain, perhaps. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Or, or maybe turf toe. Yeah, and you know, and the interesting thing is that he could be the guy that maybe takes Austin Slater's spot because Austin Slater has been injured. Mm-hmm. Um, but Luis Matos is a center fielder, a very good center fielder defensively, uh, and is also bats right-handed. And so this could be the guy that they bring up to maybe bat uh, opposite of Yastrzemski in center field at some point this year. So uh, that's a really exciting thing. And if you think about it, at the end of this season, if we have seen Patrick Bailey, we have seen uh, Casey Schmidt, and we've seen Luis Matos, and they all contribute. Uh, even if we, you know, maybe we don't make the playoffs, even if we do, it's a huge sign well, towards you, the future of the Giants. Yeah, you throw Kyle Harrison into that mix, and and all of them have successful major league debuts and and, and seasons. Yeah, I'm on team Far. I'm on team Farhan again. Well, yeah, why wouldn't you be? All right, I mean that that this is what we've been waiting for. This is what uh, you know. This has been the knock yeah. on the Farhans. You know, the minor leagues were down last year. All the pundits said that they, you know, they had a bad year, and they did because a lot of them weren't healthy. But now we're seeing what this farm system can do now that it's healthy, and uh, that could turn change everything. Right. Well, there's a lot to be excited about, and there's a lot of silver linings, right? Yes, but lots there, of silver linings, and and including and as Bob already mentioned, yeah, that's right. The Padres are going to Padre, right, Bob? <laughs> yes, the Padres are going to Padre. I, I, this is not a Padre podcast, but unbelievable, right? Unbelievable well, what is happening to the San Diego Padres, and thank. But it's not just the Padres. No, look at the National League. Look yeah. at the Cardinals, look the at the Cardinals. Mets, look at the Padres. All these teams that were supposed to be, you know, the the ones that were contending, they are the reasons why the Giants are only 2 games out of a wild card spot and we're 2 games under 500. That's right. 
That's and right. so to say we're the season has been, we're still in it. And, you know, and so you're like, oh, oh, this, you know, I hate these giants and all that. And I'm like, we're only two games out of the wild card. At this point last year, we may have even been further out. So, you know, this is, this is not um, the time to write off the San Francisco Giants. This is the time to get excited mm. about them as they make their push bend for, mm. uh, for slightly better uh, than mediocre, which I, gets them into the playoffs. <laughs> How's that for a ringing endorsement? <laughs> Here's the thing. I think you and I are in agreement, Matthew. It's just sort of like you're excited about this boring and mediocre team, and and I'm not excited about this boring and mediocre team. Although, I will say, I'm excited about Patrick Bailey. I'm excited about Casey Schmidt. I'm excited about Ryan Walker, I guess, at 27. I'm very excited about Luis Matos. I am not that excited by Sean Manea and Ross Stripling, but you know what? If Hanniger and Conforto, like Conforto continues what he's doing and Hanniger can heat up what it looks like he might be doing, and you couple that with all of these young guys and then bring in Kyle Harrison, and you know, and, and hopefully we do see Matos at the major league level, and I am saying hopefully, then I suddenly think that this is a very exciting young looking team that looks a lot like the Orioles did last year. Mm. And you know, is yeah, they're mediocre, but they're a fun mediocre. Right? Like yes. yeah, they barely squeak in or they're playing competitive baseball until the end of the season just like the Orioles did last year, right? Yeah. Yeah. And I would take that because if I can have what the or- like if the Giants can be what the Orioles are this year, next year, then I'm going to be a super happy Ben, right? Sure. I mean, the Orioles are 31 and 16 right now. Right, uh, right. And, and yeah, they have so... some really young, exciting players who are playing really good, really well. Yeah. And and that's what the Giants could be next year. Uh, and maybe the Giants sneak into the playoffs while they're doing all of that. Yes, I'm on board. I'm all on right. board. Yes. Give well, me those mediocre they're... Giants. <laughs> and they're, they're you, know, you can't say... That the free agents didn't help this week, right? I mean, Conforto's hot. Mm-hmm. Hanniger's starting to get hot. Yep. Stripling got injured, <laughs> right? So totally helped the team there. So you know, you can't say that they're Wait, not. Wait, well, okay, I, mm, yeah, <laughs> wow, that's brutal, uh, but true. But true. But but I have a question. I don't. Matthew. It's not my money. I don't care how much we're paying him to what's, be on the aisle. What's Sean Manea doing? Well, they're hiding him to the best of their ability. <laughs> Qu- kind of like Brett Wisely. Like who? Yeah. I zero he, at bats this week. I thought zero. Was, I, th- not I thought one. they sent him to Sacramento like with David No, Yar. He is riding the pine <laughs> like the best pine rider on the planet yeah. because he got zero at bats this but, last week. But Matthew, he hit two home runs in the first week of spring training. <laughs> I, I know. Do, do I know. And somehow that? the fans just think that they love the, this the guy. Brett but... Wisely, like, he's the greatest thing. No, he, Brett Wisely sucks. Like He's the other part of the Cal Stevenson ugly fest. Um, I'm glad. Well, Brett Wisely is just keeping a spot warm until the next guy's ready. To what come position up until... is he holding right now? Is he an outfielder? Well, I, I guess it's Austin Slater's spot or Jock Peterson's spot. You know, because okay. one of those guys comes back and he's gone. Yeah. Right? Well, I mean, good, good. I do want one of those two guys back because, like, I'm almost like just bring Matos up now. Just bring up. I'd rather have Matos. And and I get it. Matos has got development to do, and you want to see him at AAA. And I'm getting overboard. But you know what? This is a fan podcast, and I'm a fan. Let's let's bounce Brett Wisely, and let's bring Matos up 
right now. Well, especially since they haven't played him. Like, I mean, there has yeah. been, uh, you know, so they are obviously, uh, you know, protecting or I guess, you know, playing their strengths. And Brett Wisely is not part of that plan. Well, Brett Wisely is not a strength. No. <laughs> like, no. I'm sorry. No. I know he hit two home runs in February, but he's not a strength. And no. uh, I can't believe he's still on the roster. Like, but what does that tell you? They DFA'd Cal Stevenson, and there is literally no one. There is no one better than Brett Wisely. Although I do think there is. There's there's Luis Matos. There's Vaughn Brown. Heck, there might even be Grant McRae. But those guys are all too young. They're too far. They're not developed yet, and they don't want to bring them up yet. But I would rather see any one of those three guys than Brett Wisely. Well, let's let's compare. So, you know, Brett Wisely came up. Everybody's all excited about him. He has eight hits in 52 at-bats for a 154 batting average this year. That's way better than Casey, you could do. Casey Schmidt. It is better than I could do. <laughs> Casey Schmidt has 18 hits in 47 at-bats uh, mm, and, and just 12 games. And I, see, so, I see what you were doing there. You were comparing him to Casey Schmidt, not to yourself. Yeah, yeah, not to myself. Yeah. yeah no, I, okay. uh, but uh, let's just be clear. I'm an old guy that would uh, never— You were never you good at baseball. Ever, you, never, you were at, at 27, I could run Matthew, fast. That was at 27, it. Was you it. would not have been better than Brett Wisely. Oh, never, never. But, Brett Wisely is a very good baseball player. When you compare him to the rest of the population, not— a very good baseball player. If you there were the rest 40 of the Major League Giants. Baseball teams, Brett Wisely would totally be a Major Leaguer. Yes, yeah, agreed. Absolutely. absolutely. All right. So, you know, the Patrick Bailey era has begun. We've talked about that. One thing I wanted to mention, which I thought was kind of cool, the Giants seem to do a good job of taking care of their of the families, you know, of the people that are making debuts. Yeah. And Patrick Bailey has a wife and a young child, a baby. Yeah. Um, that, and the baby had this really sweet Patrick Bailey Giants jersey on in um, uh-huh. the first game. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I was like, that's because you know that the Giants, you know, were yeah. taking ahead and got that for them. And there that there is one thing that I do think they could do better, though. What's that? They need to coach these people on how to cradle a baby while being excited. Because like babies always end up distressed. This is two babies in a row that have been (laughs) that have been traumatized by a home run, and uh, you know it's all about the children, Matthew, and uh, and you know how I feel. Like they 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 got it. Like the Giants organization has got to do something. I know Uh, how you feel. I feel like you were laughing when the baby was crying. That's 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 totally true. Babies are the worst. (laughs) Babies are the worst. They're so loud and obnoxious, and they're always like, meh, meh, meh. Like, pay attention to me, but I'm not going to tell you what's wrong with me. Oh, something good is happening. I'm going to cry. Exactly. Ah, The most exciting moment of your life, and I'm going to make it about me. Dad or granddad. I still don't know whose baby that was with with Schmidt. but uh, I thought it was his, but maybe not. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know who's holding the baby with Schmidt, but I do know that that was was, his dad. That was definitely Bailey's Patrick Bailey's baby that was crying today when he hit his home yes, run. When he hit his home run, exactly. So rude. So rude. <laughs> All right. But the Giants youth movement has begun. The farm system is finally producing. And the Giants are going to the playoffs. Hallelujah. Uh, 
you know what, Matthew? I'll see you next week, right? When they go <laughs> 0 and 7. Uh, plausible. I, I agree. I mean, you know, we don't know. Who knows? Because we actually, we'll talk about what's ahead. Because yeah. it's not an easy an easy road trip. But, but, first, uh, but at first, we've got the trivia question yeah, to answer. B- uh, uh, Buster Posey. Right, right, right. We asked. No, 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 know, no. It wasn't was Buster Posey. Last... That's what you wanted me to do. You wanted me, and I said the right answer. I said, said Joey, Joey Bart, right? Bart. The, the, so the question was, who was the last rookie catcher to hit a home run for the San Francisco Giants? How many rookie catchers have there been? Joey Bart. And the answer is Rule 5 draftee Blake Sable. Hit a home run on April 6, 2023 versus the Chicago Cubs. He was the last rookie catcher to hit a home run for the San Francisco Giants. Now, that was a little bit of a plant there. I, You know, my Rule 5 draftee, Blake Sable, is the answer to the trivia question. A lot of my questions have been Buster Posey answers, so I thought we'd play around with that. But yes, the correct answer is Blake Sable. Rule 5 draftee, Blake Sable. Full, yes, exactly. Pardon me. Rule 5 draftee, I knew Blake you were. I knew, I knew you had something up your sleeve, and I knew you <laughs> wanted me to say Buster Posey. And that's because, the, you know, I mean, obviously, that's the right answer. Uh, but <laughs> well, you, actually, you're right. You're right. Joey Bart before then would have been. But, the right but here's, my, here's my counter argument. Blake Sable is not a major league catcher. Oh, Bada boom! Oh, he's earned a major league paycheck, though. <laughs> yeah, he's a major league outfielder who they put in the catcher position. <laughs> Matthew. So therefore, the answer, folks, is Joey Bart. The answer is uh, Rule Five Draft D. Blake. Yeah, uh, okay. If you answered either one of those, you're correct. If you answered Joey Bart, you were wrong. Yeah. If you said Rickert <laughs> Fanida, God bless you. You were definitely wrong. Yeah, but God bless you. Um. <laughs> Or, or Travis right. Ishikawa. But Matthew, what are you drinking next week? So I am drinking the Psycho Killer Kiss Kase. Kiss, That's what kiss, I'm drinking. Kiss what? Okay. It's okay. a talking head song. Right. I don't All know. Right. You'll have to go. Okay. The kids out there, Google Psycho Killer by the Talking Heads. Uh, I think watch every child YouTube. these days is born knowing like certain songs. I would and, hope so. And that's I would hope them. that you know what I'm talking about, and it's not yeah, just yeah, some old yeah. guy reference, but you know, one of the classic uh, songs of of I don't even know if it was our generation. It might have been the generation. No, I think it was the us. Boomers. Yeah, it was yeah. the Boomers generation. But yeah, great song. Yeah. For hey, those what are you drinking you, next week? Well, for those of you who've forgotten, we're the Gen X generation. We do exist. Right, we're right. but we're you know, for, for hey Gen Z, we're the generation between the two generations that you hate. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, I'm drinking a redheaded farmer. All right, that's an original, I think. <laughs> it's definitely an original. Uh, it's very sophisticated and very good, though. All right. Yeah. All right. Redheaded well, uh, farmer. So you can actually uh, catch us drinking those on Thursday during the happy hour episodes. So make sure you look out for that. And the Giants, they've got a little road trip coming up. They do, a seven-game road trip with no days off. And then and they're coming home and they and they keep playing. They are going to play three in Minnesota against the Twins. There's really not much interesting about the Twins and the Giants. Uh, but I will say this, the Giants are in first place. Um, there, there is a, They have a player that maybe we, we were interested in. What? Who? Uh, name yeah, one player on the Minnesota Twins. Go. I can name one. <laughs> okay, name two. I can't name two. <laughs> all, I can name one. Buxton. Oh, all right. I'm just thinking Carlos. He's their best that. offensive player. That was... <laughs> oh, that guy. Right. Oh, right. 
Yes. So the Giants play Carlos Correa. Uh, it's in Minnesota, so it's less interesting. But yeah, they're yeah. playing Carlos Correa in the Minnesota Twins. They're in first place. They have a positive run differential. I think they're the only team in the AL Central that has a positive run uh, differential. Uh, they are not doing well. They just went to L.A. They 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 stayed in L.A. for six days, and I don't know. Maybe they were distracted by the the tar pits or Disneyland or whatever else is interesting in Southern California. Not much. The Hollywood and, sign. Yeah, sure. And they went two and four against L.A. and L.A. in L.A. Uh, they are really good in pitching. Right, they do not do a lot offensively on the offensive side of the ball, but their starting pitching is really good. I think that's actually good, bodes well for the Giants because I think the Giants have a good pitching staff as well, and so they should be able to shut these guys down. But I'm guessing that Carlos Correa is probably going to pop off. He is probably going to, you know, he wants to do well in this series. Oh yes, he oh, wants yes. to hit 16 home runs. Uh, hopefully he overthinks it and he goes over. Uh, and then after that, they're playing four games against the Brewers in Milwaukee. Uh, the Brewers are in first place, but have a negative run differential. The Giants took two out of three from them earlier this month. So, uh, they, you know what, Matthew, I'm going to say, I'm going to be optimistic like you. I'm going to, they're going to go, well, they're on the road and I'm, I'm a lot. They're going to go five and two. Five and two. Yeah. Five and two. That's right. There's four and three, but they're going to go five and two, but it's really four and three, but they're going to go five and two. (laughs) All right. That's it. I would take four and three, but they're going to go five and two. Yeah, they're going to go five and two, but I would also take four and three. (laughs) All right. Well, I think that kind of wraps it up, uh, Ben, uh, for another episode of Giant Cocktails. Uh, Fans, don't forget to reach out to us on Twitter and Instagram at Giant Cocktails. Also, Mastodon, uh, for the the two of you, maybe, that are having a Mastodon account. You can definitely reach out to us there. Uh, look for our recipes and just clever wit, wit and banter on Twitter. And uh, there's a great photo that we took this week of Ben thinking pensively as he's drinking a cocktail uh, uh, when Ben and I were actually drinking together. I'm not as drunk week. as I look in that photo. No, we had just started, but it was uh, later if I had yeah. taken a photo. The, the two cocktails like that you that. see in that photo are not my. Yes. One yes, of them they, is. One of them is, though. Yeah. But, but it, uh, yeah, you got to go check it out to figure out what I'm talking about. That's go. right. That's right. Go and now. yeah, at Giant Cocktails on Twitter. Go check it out. And uh, don't forget to rate us. Uh, give us a review on uh, Apple or wherever you listen to your podcast. That would help us out a lot. And in the meantime, have a great week, everyone. And I'll talk to you next week, Ben. Cheers, my friend. Cheers, Matthew. Bye, everybody. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Giant Cocktails Podcast. Until next time, bottoms up.